Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 85. I'm Emily McDermott, and I'm here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Well, as we are looking forward to the end of the year and the start of 2024, today I thought I would do something kind of fun and share the 23 things that I have learned about decluttering in 2023. Now, obviously, I've learned a lot more than that over the course of my almost 10 years of this minimalist and decluttering journey. However, I thought that this would be fun to share my top takeaways in hopes that they would resonate with you. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar and mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering, capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. Just a reminder that we are in our last couple days of our giveaway And you can go ahead and check out the show notes for more information. Prior to having kids, I wrote a book called Little One, got it illustrated and published. And it's a great gift for the little one in your life. Or if you have a baby shower coming up or something like that, it would be a great gift. So for the giveaway, if you can leave a written review in Apple Podcasts, it would not only be a wonderful Christmas present for me, but also it just really helps other moms find the show. I appreciate all of you who are sharing the show and this just really helps the podcast grow. So you can find out more in the show notes today and thank you again for your support. So we're going to go through these 23 things I've learned about decluttering in 2023, and I'm actually going to have them in the show notes as a PDF that you can download if you want to just have them all in one place. And we're going to go ahead and start with number one. I need to always remind myself why I'm holding on and why I'm letting go decluttering is sort of that balance between understanding what we really want to hold on to, which are the things that matter most to us, and also what we want to let go of, which are the things that are not serving us. And it's that constant tension between the two. Hopefully in this podcast, you've been able to learn more about letting go and how we can better do that. Number two, my emotions and thoughts are not my reality. I can feel overwhelmed and have a thought but I can always ask if that thought is true. My thoughts are not me. So I love the conversation that I had with Daniel Tienel in episode 82, all about how overwhelm is a vibration in our body and how our thoughts can influence our actions, but we are not our thoughts. So it really helps me when I'm feeling overwhelmed to recognize that I'm having thoughts about my circumstances, but I can control what's going on with me on the inside. 
Number three, I can have the courage to understand my values and live in alignment with them, even if they aren't what everyone else does. Now, this could be what I own. It could be the activities that I do or my kids do, how I spend my time. A lot of times living intentionally is courageous because it is countercultural. So I'm always convicted about that, that that is the right thing for me to do for me and my family. Number four, decluttering unemotional areas first gives me the momentum and the strength of small wins so I can do harder things. And as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I recommend starting in your car. So if you haven't listened to some of those earlier episodes, I would highly recommend that because if we are able to start with the places that are mostly trash or things that we want to relocate, we can have those small wins and gain momentum. Number five, artificial boundaries, including margins in my day, allow me to live within my capacity. Yes, we want to make sure that we're not doing thing and thing and thing and thing. Also that we have artificial boundaries in order to keep those boundaries around our things that we own, that they're not getting overwhelming. I talk a lot about this in episode six. So that is something I always want to remember. Number six, what I model to my kids matters. What we own what everything has a home, right? We want to teach our kids that we want to teach them that tidying is something that we do that we're a team, Uh, how I spend my time, am I spending all my time on my phone? Am I distracted? What I'm modeling to them really matters. Number seven, if decluttering is decision making, then clutter is just delayed decisions. And so what we're trying to do is build those decision making muscles, which is what I'm here to help you with. Number eight, decluttering is reclaiming what is rightfully mine. Those precious resources we talk all the time about here, my time, energy, focus, attention. That is what I am reclaiming in this process. Number nine, once I have paid for something with my money, I don't have to keep paying for it with my time and energy. I can let go of the guilt about making that mistake and move on. Number 10, keeping aspirational clutter, which are the things that we used to do, the things that used to fit us. It just makes me feel bad about myself so I can let it go knowing in a different season, I might be able to pick that hobby back up. I might be able to fit into clothes like that, but I don't have to keep them and feel bad about myself right now. Number 11, just because an item has memories attached doesn't mean I need to keep it if the memories aren't positive ones. An example of this in my own life is my high school yearbook that I held on to forever, then realized that it actually was evoking more negative memories than positive, so I let it go. Number 12, perfectionism and procrastination are two sides of the same coin. Not doing it perfectly often prevents me from doing it at all. So starting small and imperfectly is the name of the game and most things, including decluttering. Number 13, your loved ones want you to be happy, not burdened by their stuff. Let go of the guilt. A gift that's given to you out of love doesn't need to be kept out of guilt. This has to do especially with gifts from family hand-me-downs, heirlooms, those types of things. Just remember our loved ones don't want us to be burdened and miserable by holding on to stuff we don't want. Number 14, just in case, likely means never. (laughs) Instead, we want to focus on the just for when items, those seasonal items that maybe we're not using right now, but we will in a different season and being really realistic about what we actually use and need. 
Number 15, some of the most powerful questions I can ask myself are, what can I lay down? And also what unnecessary decisions can I remove from my life? That is so we're preventing decision fatigue and also living outside of our capacity. Number 16, just because I get something for free doesn't mean I need to keep it. I am the CEO of my home and I decide what comes over the threshold of my front door. So make sure you're living within that power, knowing you are the CEO of your home. Number 17, I set the tone for my home and what is acceptable when it comes to clutter and tidying. This goes back to what we were talking about, about modeling things for our kids. So if we have clutter everywhere on the countertops, the kids are going to think it's okay. Your husband's going to think it's okay. So we want to make sure we're setting the tone by how we are doing it. And then clutter won't attract clutter if there's not clutter there in the first place, right? Number 18, you need a system around your stuff <laughs> or else you'll continue to feel overwhelmed. Throwing things on the kitchen counter or the dining room table is not a system. You need a system around anything coming into your home and I'm more than happy to help you with that in decluttering coaching. Number 19, clutter-free living is not a final destination a journey, a process based upon small, consistent steps. As long as we're always changing, our kids are always changing, we're never going to be at that final destination. That's why we do a little bit at a time and just then finally get to that maintenance mode, which is more if they're growing out of sizes or they're changing their minds about things, hobbies and so forth, then we're making those incremental changes that are not overwhelming. Number 20, thinking about my family, being burdened by my stuff, if something were to happen to me, maybe morbid, but it's super powerful. This goes back to Swedish death cleaning, that if I were to pass unexpectedly, I don't want my family having to figure out what to do with all of my stuff. So that is a definitely a powerful motivator for me to declutter. Number 21, there is nothing that I can buy today that is going to make me feel better in the long run. Dopamine is fleeting. Peace that comes from a clutter-free home is better than any purchase. Number 22, being present with my kids is more important than sticking to any routine perfectly. So when I find myself really struggling because I want things to be a certain way in our home, then I'm missing out on the opportunity to be present with my kids and sort of that messy, mundane life, right, that we have as moms. And number 23, I am worth more than anything I have ever paid for anything in my home. Supposedly, in the average American home, there are 300,000 items. And if everything was a dollar, I would still be worth more than $300,000 because all of that stuff in the end, right, doesn't matter. And we are in this process of decluttering, reclaiming our purpose, reclaiming our dreams, reclaiming our goals, reclaiming our energy and our time, our focus, our attention, our presence, our peace, our happiness, all of those things. So I wish you the very, very best for the rest of this year in 2023. As we look forward to 2024, I am here to support you every step of the way on your decluttering journey. And I really appreciate each and every one of you. On Thursday, we're going to be talking to Megan Dwyer. She is from the Money Isn't Scary podcast. And she and I are going to have a great conversation about why moms struggle with intentional purchasing and often resort to impulse purchases, as well as how to develop a values-based spending strategy. So can't wait to see you there. Bye for now. 
If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact. But 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.